this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Man, I am just super duper duper happy to be here with you. As always, life is just grand and busy and wild and crazy, and I know that you can relate. That's why I continually feel the need to say it. It's because we're all going through this uh, little thing called life together, and it just seems to continue to grow in busyness. I don't know. Is, is that just me? It seems like everyone that I talk to, this is just a busy season, but busy seasons are good. Busy seasons allow us to uh, GSD. We can get some shit done during the busy seasons. And when we finally get out of it and kind of look back and go, man, that was busy. But look at all that we've accomplished. I, I don't know. I, I, I love busy. I think it's amazing. It keeps me, uh, you know, uh, what, what do they say about, uh, you know, busy hands or idle hands, something about the devil, you know, that kind of thing. It's good for me to stay busy. I like being busy. It keeps me moving in the right direction in life and everything else. It's my, it's my happy place. Busy is my happy place. Uh, if you were to come and spend a day with me, um, I think that you would be either shocked, surprised, um, bewildered, scared. I, I, I don't know. What, 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 I don't have no clue what your <laughs> perception of this would be. Um, but I can't sit still. Like I will go and be up at like 4 a.m. and go do work stuff and go do gym stuff and then go do house stuff. And then I'm like, ah, Time to sit on the couch and I like flop down for a second and turn on some dumb Discovery Plus show because that's pretty much all that I watch because I'm a nerd. Um, and then I sit there for about 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I can't do it. And I get up and I run off and go get into something else. That's just it. It's just, I cannot sit still. Yeah, you know, worse, worse problems, right? I, I, I guess the opposite of that would be much, much worse if you just can't move. Like you're just like, I don't want to do anything. That's why I keep chugging along here at the podcast. Um, I enjoy the conversations. I enjoy the busyness of it. I enjoy getting to connect with all of you all. Um, the easiest way to reach me is thehopnerd at gmail.com. That is the easiest way because you know that I am the anti-social media dude right now. But let's jump right back in. And oh, wait, you can head over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com. You can follow along on LinkedIn. Send me an email, hopnerd.gmail.com. All, all that kind of sort of stuff. You, you know how to find me. You know how to get a hold of me. If you want to be on the podcast, if you know folks that I should have on the podcast, connect us. Like, let's get that conversation started. But I want to dive right back in. This is, I guess, a part two. I'm not putting parts on it, I guess, by me saying that there's parts that there technically are parts. So I, I don't know, it's a whole weird thing. But we're having this kind of long conversation around this idea of keeping the main things the main things. And I think it's a really valuable conversation to have. I think it's a conversation that we have to have within our organization um, pretty frequently. It can't just be like a one and done thing. We need to be asking those super important questions around what are the things that are actually super important? What are the things that are super meaningful? Last week, we talked quite a bit about one of my favorite phenomena, the, the safety junk drawer, the junk drawer effect where we just pour all the crap, the meaningful and the meaningless together into a box and we call it safety and we pretend that that's how it works. And that's just kind of not sort of how it works. At least that's not how it works well. We have to sort. We have to have some sorting mechanism. We have to have some process of applying some valuation to the things that we call safety 
and their level of importance to the organization, their level of importance to not killing and maiming people at work. We talked about how it comes from this idea that we have, this uh, one of our sacred assumptions. And you know, you know in high-risk industries and probably industry in general that we have um, a few very, very, very sacred assumptions that we're still in the process of trying to maybe outgrow. I won't say move uh, to let go of. I don't know. We're, we're trying to outgrow them. I view this more as growth, as evolution than anything else. We get smarter every day, hopefully. Uh, and hopefully we're we're getting to the point to where we're starting to get smarter than maybe some of the assumptions that we've had in the past. One of those assumptions is that everything in safety that it could even remotely be linked to safety is super duper important and we must treat it as such. That's kind of what we were talking about with the junk girl, but there's some other ones, right? You know, you know the spill, especially if you've heard me nerding out on safety before or anyone else in this space, you kind of know the spill. You know the ones I'm going to go for. The ones I'm going to take the ax to right out of the gate is this idea that everything is preventable. You prevent big bad stuff from happening by stopping little not so bad things from happening. And then if you do that really, really hard, you can be super duper predictive and then nothing bad ever happens again. Not scrapes, not bumps, not bruises, not nothing. If we can just get to zero, yada, yada, yada. You, you know where I'm going. You know, I, again, I like to wrap this into that neat little box labeled everything in safety that we could even remotely kind of piece together as safety. Um, anything linked to that magic word safety matters and it matters a lot. But I want to start here, I guess, as we continue our conversation around the main things. It's how true is that? Nice little pause. This is the reflection point. How true is that? Do little events or some magic number of them combined really cause big events? Does going long periods of time, free of the woes of minor injuries or close calls, does that really mean that we're moving in the right direction? that we're guarding our work worlds from the potential of fatal events or more catastrophic things from happening, that we're banishing death out of the organization, out of our world, out of our work world. Uh, no, I, I, really, uh, I really have my doubts. And I know that you do too, because I spent a lot of time talking with you guys and we all kind of had a similar moment in our careers where long before I heard the folks that really shaped my views and helped me to evolve my views on safety, like the Deckers and the Conklins of the world, I was already having that personal struggle with that idea because, I don't know, again, just redneck hillbilly from Southwest Virginia here, um, but just using hillbilly logic, I'm like, this is dumb. This doesn't work, <laughs> right? And I think we all kind of found ourselves there. <laughs> that was just like, this is dumb and this doesn't work. Uh, and then finally, when those folks uh, kind of came around or their message grew to a point that we were all kind of hearing it, we kind of went, whew, finally, there it is. There, there are the words. There are the words uh, that I was looking for. But back to our question, how true is that? Again, I, I don't believe that it's, it's true. And I really like, I don't remember the, the talk. Um, it's available on YouTube somewhere where Decker was talking about this. And he was talking about this idea of like he can't keep his house incident injury free for more than 24 hours. Um, and that really resonated with me. And that really resonates with a lot of people as we kind of have that conversation. For any of us that have kids, we can quickly be begin to debunk this idea, right? That all of those little tiny, tiny things equal big, bad, gnarly things, right? We can begin to debunk this idea that everything is super duper duper meaningful and we have to treat it as such or else everything is going to go seriously wrong. Like it's going to be seriously not good. We're going to find ourselves in catastrophic territory. We quickly debunk that. Again, I, I have a seven-year-old. And to kind of echo that message that Sydney had passed along, again, I, I apologize, my memory is horrible. I can't remember the, the name of the video. 
or the, the presentation. Um, but I can't keep my house and an injury free for more than 24 hours, much less days, weeks, months on end. And you can't either. <laughs> you can't either, right? So for every bump while playing, every scraped knee, do we panic? Do we freak out, break down? Does our world just melt around us because of a scraped knee while riding a bike? No, we, we, we don't, right? We, we, when, when, when the little one bumps their elbow, right? Um, we don't have this horrific breakdown moment believing that we're one step closer to some horrific household catastrophe, right? We, we, just, we just don't. What do we do? It's not bumps and scrapes, right? It, we, don't, we don't spend our time, waste our time on the things that we know are insignificant, right? The knee gets scraped, we clean it up, we clean it up, we put a band-aid on it, a little pat on the head, love you, be, be careful, <laughs> right? Let's move on, right? We, we don't, we don't like spend 37 days doing uh, some type of root cause analysis on the fact that our seven-year-old, you know, fell down and scraped their knee. I picked the rock out of it, I put the band-aid on it, and she's right back off on her bicycle being a kid. But that's what we do in our work, right? How, oh my God, how, how could someone be so stupid, right, we use that one a lot, that they would get a scrape while doing work? Oh, oh, our world is crumbling around us. We got a scrape. And we do that because we believe that it, it, it directly influences more horrific things to come. But back, back to our parenting analogy, we focus on what matters, what's, on, what, what's important. We, we focus on the, the main things. Right? We spend our time making sure that those things that are harmful, you know, the things that are seriously not good, the things that can really hurt them or worse, that they're safe, that they're protected. We, we, we really focus on making sure that, that they're highly unlikely to be harmed, even, even when things break down, even when everything else goes wrong. That's why we make them wear helmets. That's why we put them in car seats. That's why we lock things away that are harmful. It's not to prevent the scraped knee because we know that the scraped knee is not going to kill them. We know that, uh, you know, a, a bumped elbow is not going to kill them. We spend our time worrying and pouring focus into the things that can harm them, significantly, seriously harm them. Physically, mentally, we protect them. And we don't protect them <laughs> by the little Band-Aid boo-boos. Like, right, those things are going to happen. Those things are absolutely going to happen because life, I, I don't know how to break this to you, but life is inherently dangerous. Life is like seriously hazardous, whether you're at home or we're at work. No matter how much we like to pretend that, you know, work is super duper different and we have like all this amazing amounts of control, the world is crazy. Bad things happen. They always have and they always will. Prevention will always break down. It will always fail. Bad things are always on the horizon and wasting our time pouring it into things that simply do not matter, the things that don't, don't directly impact the things that harm and kill our people at work, our friends, our colleagues, our families, our friends, that just never works, right? It's this idea that it, the most duh statement you're going to hear today, right? The most duh thing you'll hear, you'll never stop maiming or killing people at work by focusing on the things that it's not maim and kill people at work. It's just not going to happen. If you want to stop killing folks at work, guess what you do? You spend a lot of time focusing on the things that actually kill people at work. Again, the most duh statement you'll hear, at least this week, I'm, I'm thinking, at least this week. But we've, we've spent, most of us, professional lifetimes, 
I'm operating under the assumption that enough stubbed toes, it's going to eventually give us a stubbed toe fatality. Worse yet, that some magical number of mixed bag OSHA recordables, the most feared things on the planet, will eventually lead to some horrific and completely unrelated event, right? Just you get this mixed bag of OSHA recordables and you got one too many and boom, that's going to be the one. Shots on goal, right? That's going to be one that finally kills somebody. You know, we believe that an elevated TRR means that we're at greater risk of killing or maiming our teammates. And it's a fairy tale. And I think we're finally getting to the point to where we're understanding that it's a fairy tale. And look, hurting people is not good. This is not an argument for like, yeah, let's just hurt people. That's it's, this is not an argument for that. Hurting people is not good. Bump scrapes, pulled muscles, uh, bumped noggins, everything all included. But killing and maiming people is seriously not good, right? That's seriously not good. That's where our wiser investment of time should be placed when we're adding evaluation to these things, right? How does uh, how does Mr. Todd Conklin, Dr. Todd Conklin say that, right? It's kind of that broke arm versus dead kind of thing, right? It, it really is. Bumps and scrapes, not good. Killing and maiming, seriously, 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 not good. You'll never prevent or minimize the consequences of serious injuries, fatalities, life-altering events by focusing on the things that do not cause serious injuries, maimings, fatalities, life-altering events. That's our thought for today on this uh, idea of keeping the main things the main things. And we'll continue onward with this next week. Uh, until next time, everybody, Sam Goodman, The Hotman, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye.